Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. Hi there, I've called this talk, Imperfect People Among Imperfect People. In my last two talks, I made the claim that our churches today are crowded with Christianized people who have never been born again. Therefore, I said, they have no real relationship with God, no empowerment for life and ministry, no evidence of salvation beyond rule-keeping, rituals, good works, and some Bible knowledge. Now, that sounds harsh, and I really didn't and still don't mean it as either a criticism or as a judgment, but simply as my observation of a real condition. People who are not born again are imperfect at a fundamental level of their being, you see. Yet in many ways, many of these non-born-again people are less imperfect than some of those who are born again. Because spiritual rebirth is just the start of a process, and the process is into the perfection of Jesus Christ. But it is by no means the end of that process. Spiritually, we are born again in an instant. But our thinking, character, emotions, words and actions need a lifetime before they even approach anything less than imperfection. Jesus told a story concerning this. It was called the story of the weeds and the wheat and it goes like this. It's found in Matthew 13 verses 24 to 30. He said, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. And when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, and then the weeds also appeared. And the owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may root up the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them into bundles to be burnt, and then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Now, every local church is a microcosm of the kingdom of God, and each one is full of both weeds and wheat, unregenerate and spiritually regenerate people. But all of them, imperfect people. A local church is neither a building nor a formal organization, we know that, but it usually has both of these elements. Now rather, a church is a collection of people seeking to live out some form of community life centered on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now strange as it may seem, one of the ways that such a disparate bunch of people that make up the church of Jesus, how they maintain themselves as a group, is through the realization that they are all imperfect. A church, by its truest definition, is part of the body of Christ. And as such, it should be composed only of born-again people. Alien cells do not belong in a human body, and an unregenerate person does not belong in the body of Christ. Yeah, but the formal and visible church is another matter altogether. It's a mixture of regenerate and unregenerate cells, the wheat and the weeds. And I think this is really what Jesus acknowledged and addressed in his story of the wheat and the weeds. But I want to stress that in so many ways, 
the wheat is as imperfect as the weeds. And that's a reality. The born-again people in so many ways are as imperfect as those who are not. Here's another reality. A vast number of born-again believers have given up on the church because of the imperfections they encounter within it. In terms of Jesus' story, they have not pulled the weeds out of the church, but instead they've pulled themselves out. They're sort of examples, millions of examples, by the way, of self-weeding wheat. And most times they blame others for their isolation from the church. They say, someone hurt my feelings. Somebody marginalized me and excluded me, snubbed me. Somebody was mean to me. Or the pastor taught things that I just know are wrong and they're self-serving and actually speaks nonsense. Perhaps they say, the music is too loud. Or they might say, ah, church is too boring. Or they might say, the sermons are too long. Or they just don't do something for me anymore. And so on and so forth. Now, of course, it's true. We do sometimes get hurt in our church life. And sometimes things just are not what we would like them to be. However, one of the main reasons that folk choose to leave a local church is because they cannot or will not recognize that they themselves are imperfect people among imperfect people. I have a confession to make. Since retiring from the pastoral ministry, that's about five years ago, I have more than once seriously considered leaving the local church, the local church that I personally led for three decades. And the main reason for the very real emotional pain and turmoil I suffered at these times was that I became overwhelmed by the imperfection of some of those around me and underwhelmed by my own imperfection. (laughs) You know, sometimes in the past when I was preaching, and it happened a couple of times, more than a couple of times, I would stand in the front And I'd say something like, um, hey guys, you may not like what I'm saying to you in the sermon, but you'd better get used to me because we are going to live together for eternity. I guess it's only in my more self-honest moments that I realize that what I said to them applies equally to me. You see, if we are born again of the Spirit then we will be with each other in heaven for eternity. We'll all be together. Every person who's born again in the name of Jesus, who's part of his true body, will be together. Whether we like it or not, whether we think we should be with so-and-so or like so-and-so, so we'd better learn right now in this earth, in this church on this earth, how to get along together. I think there are two questions that we need to ask and answer. Sure, church leaders need to do regular checkups. They need to ask, you know, what is being preached? Is it good? And how do we lead? And is the fellowship real? And so on. But but we who make up the bulk of the local church, who are not necessarily leadership, we also need to conduct regular reality checks. And the two main questions we need to ask and answer ourselves are, one, how am I seeking to become more like Jesus? And two, How am I helping others to become more like Jesus? Now, part of helping others to become more like Jesus is to gently and respectively share the need to be born again with those in the church, as well, obviously, as those outside the church, whose lives do not evidence any real difference to the life of unbelievers. 
the church, the formal church is made up of those who are born again and those who are not. So we can't just piously say that if we're in church, then everybody around us is going to be a born again person. No, they're not. And one of the ways that we can help them to become more like Jesus is that they should be introduced to him and be born again of his spirit. And we need to do this with tremendous gentleness and respect. Now, our approach to those who are not saved, whether in the church or outside the church, does not include moralistic pronouncements or implied criticisms or self-righteous condescension or Bible bashing. No, our approach must be what Peter had in mind when he wrote in 1 Peter 3.15. He said, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you for the reason for the hope you have. And here's the critical part. But do this with gentleness and respect. Do this with gentleness and respect. Oh, and by the way, P.S. It certainly doesn't help others to become more like Jesus if we are not becoming more like Jesus. If we live one way in church fellowship, and another way in our business or private lives. And it also doesn't help others if we pretend that we are perfect, or we just share our success stories only, our achievements and our good deeds, and we're not real with them. That does not help them become more like Jesus. Then at the end of everything, I think we need to read and reread and read again and reread again what Paul wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 4 verses 1 to 6. He wrote this, As a prisoner of the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, and through all, and in all. <laughs> Maybe I should end on a lighter note, because this has been a bit of a, a heavy truth talk. Now, after hearing what I've said, I really hope you don't, or are never tempted, to go off and start a new church yourself, and call it maybe the first perfect church. Because if you did, if I came along, or anybody else came along, asking to join it, then at that instant, it would be, more imperfect than it was when it only had you as its one member. <laughs> God bless you. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth is the Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pepler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, truth is